Hi, this is Dr. William Renner. Uh, thank you for joining me on this uh, podcast on evidence-based medicine. I am board certified in internal medicine and radiology, and I'm honored to give a series of podcasts with Dr. Alan Safty uh, on topics on evidence-based medicine. Dr. Safty has been the author or co-author in more than 800 peer-reviewed articles. Dr. Safty, let's continue our talk about osteoporosis. Can you tell us about conservative and medical treatment for osteoporosis? Well, you know, first of all, you know, your bones getting brittle as we get older doesn't have to be inevitable, but it's very, very common. And so your first part we talked, discussed in the last podcast was get screened. Um, and if you are screened, be proactive. Ask doctors what you can do. You know, if you're starting to get osteopenia, which isn't quite, you know, which is thin bones, but not so thin that we think you're going to have spontaneous fractures. Um, you know, discuss with them, you know, pharmacologic treatment, medical treatment, as well as non-medicinal treatments. But the rate of treatment, one of the most distressing statistics I've seen is the rate of treatment for people with these dramatically thin bones, osteoporosis and bone loss, the medicines have dropped dramatically over the past decade from about 15% to 8%. And that's a new analysis of a large nationwide private insurance data bank. Um, and the decrease comes despite fractures often being the first sign of osteoporosis. So your first sign of osteoporosis, other than the tests that we would do, may be, you know, a fracture. Um, and this very low rate of treatment with bone-directed medication to prevent future fractures really concerns us. It just concerns everybody in, you know, in the medical field. Just imagine if I knew you had high blood pressure or elevated cholesterol, am I going to wait till you have a heart attack before I treat those? No, we're treating those preemptively to prevent those. In the case of fractures, um, in osteoporosis, we are not being as proactive as we should. Um, so the drugs that we used, you know, I will discuss in a second, but let's yeah, absolutely exercise this can and so can diet. Um, you know, so we'll discuss some of the different types of exercise, but especially weight bearing exercises, making sure that you have calcium throughout the day, not just taking a calcium supplement, because there's some debate about that. But having calcium a little bit throughout the day, you know, having some low-fat yogurt there. Uh, tofu has calcium. Beans have calcium. Um, you know, having those throughout the day may have significant benefit to you. Uh, one of the things a lot of people do throughout the day is have carbonated soft drinks. And, you know, people have asked me, why, you know, why is this carbonation potentially bad? And it depends really on the pH, but... It, carbonation in these soft drinks may erode tooth enamel. Um, they may be a problem for the stomach, but they only also decrease calcium within the bones. Um, you know, there was a PubMed study some years ago that soft drink consumption may have adverse effect on bone mineral density. Um, and some of the results have been mixed, but these were with not normal soft drink consumption, but we call excessive consumption of soft drinks. And not only do they reduce the healthy drinks uh, that one can take in, but, you know, they're going to reduce intake of calcium, magnesium, a lot of these other things that, uh, you know, we can 
that we think can be preventative. So let's talk about some of the other things that you can do. You know, you want to eat lots of fruits and vegetables. Um, why is that that people want to eat? You know, they've been in, linked to increased bone mineralization during childhood and the maintenance of bone mass in adults. Um, and even studies have shown benefit in older women. So we want to take those in uh, on a regular basis. Consuming a diet high in vegetables has been shown to help create healthy bones. Perform strengthening exercises, as you mentioned before. Weight-bearing exercises, the most important. So riding a bike, not as pertinent as it is for other things, but weight-bearing exercises that one can do, um, whether it be walking, whether it be, you know, even dancing, um, you know, jogging, all of those things are weight-bearing. Biking, not so much. You need to get enough protein. Um, you know, bones are not just made of calcium. In fact, about 50% of bone is made of protein. Um, and you want good quality protein uh, that one takes in, uh, not necessarily processed meats that one's going to take in. So we have previous studies, observational studies of 144,000 postmenopausal women, and higher protein intake of healthy proteins was linked to a lower risk of forearm fractures in these people. So don't skimp on the protein, but eat your calcium-containing foods throughout the day. Not just taking it, you know, the recommended daily intake for calcium is about 1,000 milligrams per day for most people. Um, older women, maybe 1,200 milligrams per day. I do not take a calcium supplement, but I have calcium-containing foods uh, throughout the day. So I get well more than that. If you eat a meal containing more than 500 milligrams, well, ones with less sugar, just for general health, absolutely good question. Um, so Greek yogurts have more protein in them. Uh, they have significant calcium in those. Um, and it's something that I can snack on throughout the day. So, you know, in people that take in higher calcium intake from foods, not from um, supplements, you know, there's even evidence that may decrease the risk of heart disease overall. Um, so, you know, it's worthwhile, you know, and that's compared to people that took calcium supplements. So other things you want to take in is vitamin D. And we've talked about vitamin D multiple times. Um, vitamin D, too much is bad and too little is bad. So vitamin D and vitamin K are extremely important for building strong bones. And we've talked about, you know, you should check your blood levels. I check mine once or twice a year. And because I don't want too much. I don't want too little. My wife and I get ours checked at the same time. And we're on different amounts of vitamin D to keep our levels about the same. So, you know, talk to your physician about getting blood tests. Don't just go out and get an extremely high potency vitamin D. And these low calorie diets may be bad. You know, rapidly losing weight. Um, you know, you want a well-balanced diet that provides at least 1,200 calories per day. And, you know... At this point, we've talked about most of the things you can do. Exercise should be part of your regimen all the time. And, and we can talk a little bit about medications. There's a... Well, some of them, they're different side effect profiles. You know, so you have, you know, some of the drugs that we take orally, people can't tolerate. Um, they get reflux symptoms. Um, 
They're very easy. Uh, some of the common brand names that people would think of is Actinil or Fosamax, Alendronate or Resendronate, um, you know, Zometa, Reclast, and that's one class of drugs. Um, that we have the side effects really include some nausea, abdominal pain. We get a lot of people that have reflux kind of symptoms on these. Um, so intravenous forms don't usually cause the stomach upset, but when you get an intravenous form of those, you may get headache and muscle aches, and this can last days. Um, but they're easier because the schedule may be, you know, anywhere from yearly injections to quarterly um, injections. And then we run into some things that people are starting to hear more and more about monoclonal antibodies. And that's an antibody medicine. Uh, one of the brand names is Prolia. Um, and they produce similar or better bone density results and reduces the chance of all fractures. And they're often given, you know, it's given very slowly when you give them. Um, and they're given about every six months. Uh, and if you take some of these, you might have to continue doing so indefinitely. Um, so we don't often have people stop these. You know, some of the complications of these drugs could be if you're going to get dental work, I usually recommend people to get all their dental work done prior to starting any of these drugs because there's a rare complication called osteonecrosis of the jaw. Um, you know, when you have invasive dental procedures, it's extremely rare. Um, it's but, you know, if you have a chance, get it done beforehand. And then there's hormonal therapies. Um, not I'm, I'm not going to give you hormonal therapy. I'm not going to start you on estrogen, Bill. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's things like, uh, yeah, I mean, you, it may, uh, but raloxifen versus Avista may have some benefits in regards to that. Um, you know, in some men, osteoporosis might be linked, you know, with gradual age-related decline in testosterone levels. Um, but we don't normally recommend testosterone therapy unless there's true reason to do so. Um, meaning that they have hypogonadism and stuff. So there's lots of therapies, but start out with the natural ways. Um, you know, simple steps that we can do, following your vitamin D levels in these. You can get vitamin D from supplements. You can get it from fatty fish. You can get it from fortified milk. You can now get it in your orange juice. You can get it from eggs and fortified cereals. Um, but get physical every day. Get out there and exercise. Uh, with, you know, you can do rapid walks, just, you know, don't sit too long. Um, you know, the best exercise is climbing stairs. Don't take an elevator, go dancing, go walking, go running. Resistance training is great. Uh, it taxes your bones. So think about free weights, uh, resistance bands. If you don't have weights, resistance bands are great. TRXs, pushups. Um, but include that with your aerobic exercise. If you smoke, quit smoking. Um, smoking is a huge risk factor for osteoporosis. And, uh, you know, cut out all that added sugar. We've talked about added sugar for lots of things, but we know added sugar, not only you're, you're avoiding a lot of the things that have vitamin K, the magnesium, calcium, um, but too much added sugar may really hurt your bone health. Um, so, you know, we've given you lots of things that you can do, but it starts you know, one of the things I did forget was limiting your alcohol. Alcohol itself may not be a risk factor, but as you get in excessive amounts of alcohol intake, the risk of osteoporosis gets higher. 
But it starts with the DEXA scan. It starts with evaluation of family history, personal history, smoking history, weight-bearing exercise. What's your weight been the whole, you know, it's a 15 or 20-minute discussion with your physicians to discuss when it's pertinent for you to go ahead and have your first DEXA scan. And then after that, when should you have your next DEXA scan? You know, discuss what your vitamin D levels are with your physicians. Don't walk out of the office until you've had all these questions. Alan, uh, another great discussion. Um, for all of you uh, who like uh, evidence-based medicine, uh, please, uh, please uh, like our uh, channel and uh, please uh, subscribe to it. Please tell your friends about uh, our evidence-based uh, medicine uh, channel. And please tune in. Our next uh, podcast is going to be on exercise. Uh, can it be bad for you? So stay tuned.